up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. For Black History Month, myself and a couple of my friends in the higher radio, namely Dames Nellis and Leah uh, Abrams, we did a, uh, a podcast on black excellence, and we talked about the legacy that is Beyonce. Because she's definitely achieved some things that have not been achieved before and done some things that haven't been done before, but still hasn't gotten that album of the year. Um, curious. Anyway, uh, check that out on iHeartRadio and on YouTube. Uh, just go to the iHeartRadio Instagram, iHeartRadio.ca. You can find that. Let's talk about Black History Month and black businesses. Azalea, please. Yeah, so this is now our second um, installation of this thing that I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm celebrating different black owned businesses last week i covered five black owned restaurants that you should visit today i'm doing businesses and i am going to post the video of all these businesses again on our chum feed so on the tiktok page and on the instagram page so you can check it out there but the first business is love and nudes they are a canadian brand of nude lingerie they're created by and for women of color And they actually have this amazing initiative where they are focused on lowering the breast screening age from 50 to 40 because just to benefit black women because oftentimes uh, breast cancer doesn't show up the way that it does in uh, non-people of color. So um, what they what they have that's really cool, I went to their pop-up this weekend, and one of their bras, they actually have something that they can clip onto it, and it's a silicone piece that look breast cancer would look like on you and it feels like it so while when you're wearing the bra just for this installation you could feel it and feel a lump or you could see the uh, skin discoloration you could also see um, the texture that the skin might have around the so breast you know what to look for so you know exactly what that's to look so for brilliant good good yeah that's awesome yeah so I was yeah. touching it and I was just getting really kind of emotional kind of getting goosebumps and chills because yeah my mom did pass from breast cancer so it was something that I worry about often and then so when being able to really feel around and see like where the lump might be or what a lump would actually feel like this is what this hey, company does because you don't know what you don't know because exactly so you don't even know what you're feeling for right exactly wow. so a lot of uh, women do know to check their breasts for lumps and things like that but this took it to another level because you're actually feeling the lump on your breast so that, again, is Love and Nudes, Canadian brand of nude lingerie. Uh, another one that I really like, cilantro. The, if you want your meals to taste like food that you would get in Trinidad and Tobago, this place, cilantro, is owned by a husband and wife. They have all the seasonings and sauces and marinades that you need to have in your pantry. And I have their green seasoning in my pantry. Love it. Then there's Swa. This is a clean, natural, and organic skincare brand. Uh, they make things in small batches, so lotions, butters, beard oils, lip balms, shower steamers, things like that. Mighty Moose Shakes and Smoothies in Brampton. This is actually my brother's spot, so I have to shout it out. And he's very popular in that area because he does smoothie bowls. He does smoothies pre- and post-workout. Um, and he's just an entertaining guy, to be honest. Mighty Moose Shakes and Smoothies. And then there is Serrani's Fashions. They are actually having a Black History Month sale right now. And they have gorgeous coats and statement pieces with an African flair to them so if you have a black owned business that should be on our radar definitely let us know what that is but i'm going to post the video again to chum 104.5 awesome thank you so much for exposing those awesome businesses that are part of our community so that we all know where they are and we all know what they are and now we can all participate 
Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Chum 1045. Maybe you're not so happy with your relationship. And uh, Valentine's Day is coming very, very uh, quickly. It's the 6th, it'll be the 14th. How do you let somebody know that you're not feeling so great about them, but also celebrate the holiday, quote, quote, uh, at the same time? Walmart has an answer, and the answer is the Walmart breakup bear for Uh, Valentine's Day. Just because you don't have the words to say it's over, they do. The bear does have the words. Uh, The words of of the epic pop group NSYNC. When you push a button of the breakup bear, this is what you hear. So you just hand the bear to the person and say, hey, it's over. The breakup bear yeah. dances along to InSync's Bye 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 with the press of a button. And <laughs> that rule. should actually convey the message. Rule. Rule. That is not nice. Um, there's a debate online right now about how people feel about it. Some people think it is extremely mean. And some people actually think it's awesome. One or person, cowardice. <laughs> I mean, would you rather get a breakup bear or a text message? I like it in person. Uh, I, were those so the I, only two so options? Those are the options. I'm really? Getting. Yeah. No, I like. You want to text person. or you want the break? break no, I want the in person because then I can tell you how I feel. Do you want to be blocked on Instagram or do you want to uh, oh, get man. a breakup bear? I yeah. take the breakup. Bear. I gotta tell you something. You know, people do not want to face the music. Let's face it, right? So if there's like, it's almost like a therapy bear. Maybe it is a therapy bear. It's a therapeutic for you to give it to them to give the message, and then they get to keep it. And if they want to rip it apart, they can do that. Their choice. Yeah. All right. All right. There's more than one way to look at it. There's, yeah. I don't, I don't know. How much is the bear? Do we know, Jamar? Uh, the bear is $16.98 U.S. Worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want the breakup bear, you can head to Walmart or their website and yeah. order it. I'm sure it will be sold out very soon. It will be the last thing you ever have to buy for that person. Yeah. Think of it that way. Very, very true. Turn up. Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. This is wild. Um, Girl Scout cookies in uh, the state of New York are being flagged as potentially uh, tainted with highly addictive substances. That is... Uh, I'll attest to that. Yeah. They're mint cookies. or uh, I could eat a whole row. Yeah. For me, it's the Tagalongs. <sighs> Those are good. But these, they're saying, are being circulated in the area to, quote, strong, smart, fearless young women who aim to get people hooked on what they're pushing. Oh, I get what they're doing. They're being funny. They're being funny. They're being funny. Yes. Uh, A tongue-in-cheek post says that the street names Thin Mints. Oh, those damn Thin Mints. Samoas. Tagalongs. Lemon Ups. What's a tagalong again? The ta- I think those are the uh, the peanut butter ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are good. Um, they say that those are highly addicted and should be uh, taken to a drop-off location at the police department so they can dispose of them safely. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, are, whatever marketing tool you need. But listen, they are addicted. Like they, you, I love them. You can eat a whole sleeve of Girl Scout cookies in like less than a second. 100%. And, and they've really improved. Like sometimes you get cookies that... What happened to them? Why did they change the formula? Not the mint. Not the mint. In fact, they replaced mint, mint peppermint patties for me. They're so good. You put them in the freezer. You have them with some, like, coffee. Oh, my gosh. It's the best. Yeah. So if you're selling any, let me know. I'll meet you the corner um, of Aren't a, you in a program a right now for that? Uh, that, that, would, that would violate the terms of the program you're in. 
Yeah, my, my trainer would be happy. <laughs> okay. And why not? But, you know, it's all for a good thing, but I like the marketing that they use. It's, it's cute and clever. Yep. Yep. Highly addictive. Don't let those uniforms fool you, people. They're up to no Resist day. the temptation. <laughs> and if you do, uh, buy three boxes. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Let's find out what the people think. The court of public opinion. These are the most highly regarded celebrities. The people who the public have the, the most positive opinion of. Mm-hmm. Um, number 10 on the list are Harry Styles and Martha Stewart. Positive. 74% positive. 74% They're positive. very likable people. Yep. Martha Stewart, even though she did some jail time. Interesting. Uh, ex- an ex-convict. It's just a tax. I know. She, but she, it's, I mean, she, is a, she is an ex-convict, she, right? She made ponchos really popular and she got off the plane because someone crocheted a poncho. Point. I think she taught people how to, to, to take care of themselves when she's in jail. Point taken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, number nine in the most positive regarded celebrities, Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift. I thought Taylor Swift would be higher. Me too. Um, I think Miley's a little bit more controversial. Or was. Mm-hmm. But 77%, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman's at number eight. Adam Sandler, who's at uh, number seven right now. Yeah. Tom Hanks and Lady Gaga are at number six. I thought Hanks would be higher, actually. Um, number five, Chris Evans and George Clooney. 90% positivity. Like, they're, they're lovely. Highly regarded. Yeah. Um, which, I mean... George Clooney does yeah. some of its good work. Well, the thing the that, well, with that said, George Clooney at being number five yeah. makes me think, like, who's at the top four? Yeah. We'll wait till you hear these. Uh, Blake Lively at number four. 91% well, positivity. Yeah, because she's positive all the time, right? And she's married to Ryan. Okay. Well, Ryan Reynolds yeah. is at number three. Yeah. Number two, doesn't surprise me, Dolly Parton. Great philanthropist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Philanthropist. Yeah. Uh, the most positive, positively regarded, highly regarded <laughs> celebrities, according to this list. This is weird. Are Keanu Reeves. Yeah. That's not surprising to me. But Danny DeVito. Can someone speak on Danny DeVito, producer Simone? Danny DeVito just does everything. Like, he's involved himself so much in the industry. He's a part of so many cool little shows and films. And he's such a likable like, character. Like independent I love films. Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. He's I guess great. no one has anything bad to say about Danny DeVito. Because he's also Penguin, right? So, like, and I really loved Penguin. Even though, yeah. like, you know, like, Penguin was a villain. Well, Penguin was a like, villain. He was disgusting. And but he he's was his folks like my for... favorite. Yeah, he's... Really? <laughs> my favorite villain. Okay. Have you seen him in the yeah, M&M's commercials? He's amazing in M&M's commercials. Yeah, he is, is he pretty M&M? amazing. The M&M's, QuickBooks. Oh, no, he was like, he's Oh, QuickBooks, that was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot he was how, how can you? He's just such a, a lovable little okay, character. And I want to give him a hug. He's, he's a spokesperson for Jersey Mike's. Oh, is he? He dresses up in a tux and watches them make the sandwiches. I'm like, how did he get that gig? Because he's so likable. Every time I think of Danny DeVito, I think of twins. Yep. With uh, Arnold Great Schwarzenegger. Role. That's I, really what I think. I think of his cantankerous uh, character on Taxi. Okay. Oh, gosh, that's great. That, that, like, yeah. that, that's going way back. That's when you first meet that's him. And then, school. you know, 
And then, you know, then he was in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. See? Like, he can do, you're right, Simone. He can do a lot was of Was he in Throw Mama Off the Train? Yes. Yeah. It was, right? Matilda? Re- Yo, you yes. pulled that out of nowhere. I yeah. know. I remember <laughs> because because yeah. Mama's face lives in my head rent-free sometimes. Oh, yeah. Her face is very menacing. Right? Right, <laughs> Throw yeah, Mama yeah. from the Train. That yeah. is so funny. Now, let's go to the flip side of this whole thing. All right. These are the most negatively regarded celebs. People that okay. uh, really don't have good feelings. Uh, James Corden at number five, Ooh, yeah. 78% out. negative. The Kardashian-Jenner clan. Uh, All of them? Kylie Jenner and <laughs> Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner at number four. Okay. 82% negative. Number three, Ellen DeGeneres and Adam Levine. Uh, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Done. 91% negative. Yeah. And number one, number most one, negative. One, one, Mark Zuckerberg. Now, surprisingly, as negative as Kim Kardashian and uh, uh, Kylie Jenner are, if you place a bet for them, seeing them on the Super Bowl, uh, according to FanDuel, there is a minus 300 <coughs> percent, excuse me, minus 300 odds of seeing any Kardashian on screen, which means you're almost certain to see them. So if you bet 10 bucks, you could win three dollars and 33 cents, mm. meaning like as much as we don't like them, they're almost certain going to be on the screen at some point. How wild is that? You can make some money. Yeah, well, not a whole lot because it's like the odds are pretty good. But anyway, if you do play, uh, play responsibly. FanDuel, make every moment more. Turn up Marilyn Dennison Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. The Super Bowl halftime show is going to be one for the ages, namely because Rihanna hasn't been on stage in quite some time. And uh, we've been waiting for her. We've been waiting for the content. Has she even given us the name of her child yet? No? No, we're we still waiting for that one. Maybe they'll spell out the baby's name in like... Uh, in Fireworks. And people. people. Or drones. Ooh. Right? It'll be or like... that little marching band that'll be in front of her on the stage. <laughs> it'll be like... what? I don't know. What kind of name? That's another bet we could take. But anyway, the bet that we're having uh, currently in the studio is what will the last song, the final song of the, uh, of the, of the performance, what will that song be? Um, you can text in your answers to 1045 through 6 if you like. Um, but what do you think? Well, there's a big, it's only 15 minutes that she's got, right? So she's going to do like little shortened versions of all of her great hits because they're all so great. Rumor has it she's only doing her older stuff. So with that in mind, I picked this song. Please don't stop the music. Please don't stop the music because it ends quickly. Please don't stop the music. End of show. Thank you very much. Out. Good one. Yeah. That's what I think. This is a good one. It's a good pick. Turn up a little bit. Especially because... Especially because the end of it ends with the Mama say Mama Mama Kusa Mama say Mama and the trails right. trails that that'd be a good way to end the whole thing. Mama say Mama Kusa out done finished. Okay, can I change my bet? <laughs> I can't change my wager. Okay. What do you think? Um, let's see. I picked this song. This is a song with Calvin Harris. This is what she came for. It's another good one. But what made you choose this one? Ignorance. This is not going to be the last song. <laughs> I want to change my bet now. Strong beginning, strong end. Strong beginning. I mean, it's, this is actually one of my favorite Rihanna songs yeah, because yeah. it just has so much. It's just so groovy, vibey. Right. Great club banger. Um, 
but I, I already think I lost the bet. Wow. Yeah. Azalea, what, what do you put it in? I chose this one. Want you to make me feel like I'm the only girl in the world. Like I'm the only, only girl in the world. Only because I feel like at that moment, she is the only girl in the world. <laughs> That's a great one. So that was my thought behind that. Well, what are people saying? What are they saying? Simone, did you play? Did you place a bet? Our producer. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got one in here. Yeah. Uh, right. What do you think the last song of the Super Bowl will be? For me, it's got to be this one. Umbrella. Ella. Okay, Ella. why? The, the, the one that's playing in hell, according to that pastor. Yeah, we got the pastor. It, I don't <laughs> know. It's, it's <laughs> the, the most infamous song for me. <laughs> you know, guys, I just want you to know, in the past, I've done halftime shows. Just so you know. And the band leader always said, Mr. Freena, start strong and <laughs> stronger. Keep them in the stands. Okay. So, I mean, these are like in-between songs in my head. That's what I'm thinking. Well, let me let's Except go. Can, do you guys want to go into back into time a little bit? Sure. Into history. Yeah. Um, actually, okay. Wh when we come back, okay. I've got a list of the past halftime shows. Yes. And the last songs that were performed in those okay. in those shows. So maybe that'll give us a little clue to what maybe yeah Rihanna and the crew will be thinking. But uh, text your bet to one zero four five three six, and uh, you can text your money to six four seven. No. Sorry. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 1045. Do you remember when Diana Ross did the Super Bowl halftime I show? do. I remember the helicopter taking her away. Okay. Oh, I, do, I don't quite remember that. Yeah. I just remember how beautiful she looked. Great. I'm glad you said that. Now, do you remember the last song of that performance? I don't remember much Super Bowl stuff. I don't remember first and last because I never weighed your bets, but I remember the overall show. First song was Stop in the Name of Love. Yeah. Second, oh, excuse me, the last song was Take Me Higher. Take Me Higher, and that's when the helicopter came to get her and took her away. Okay. Um, do funny. you remember when uh, U2 did the Super Bowl halftime show? Not a fan, so it didn't matter to me. Okay, their last song was Where the Streets Have No Name. Uh-huh. Do you remember, and everyone's going to say yes, Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, Diddy, Nelly, and Justin Timberlake? And they did the halftime show. Their first song was The Way You Move. And the last song was uh, Rock Your Body. Oh, okay. That's a big, that was a yeah, big yeah. Justin song. What about Prince? 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 Prince's first song was We Will Rock You. <laughs> Not necessarily his song. No, that's right. Last song was, you probably already know. Purple Rain? Purple Rain. Because you know what? It was raining. <laughs> this was the last song. Show made me cry. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the the last song has to be a spectacle. You know, yeah. they got the rain. Yeah. And he's got like the, you know, the, the wee wee shaped guitar. You know, like that was something to watch. Uh, okay, now I'm gonna get emotional. But it was actually raining. Yes. And I thought, okay, everything is coming together as it should. Yeah, but I I think a lot of people say that Prince is probably the best halftime show. Altogether, but you know. Anyway, do you remember when Maroon Five did the halftime show? Maroon Five's first song of the halftime show was "Harder to Breathe," which was like one of their big, probably like one of their. I think that might have been the debut hit. Oh, uh, okay. "Harder to Breathe," and this was their last song of the halftime show. Moves like Jagger. Yeah. 
What are people saying is the last song for Rihanna? What are people are gonna? What are they? Saying? Azalea, have you uh, looked at the text yet? Have people weighed in on this? This debate that we're having? Yeah, and for some reason, a lot of people think it's gonna be "Lift Me Up," which is her brand new song. Oh, the Black Panther song. Forever. No. Yeah. I don't know why, but... I'd have, I'd have to respectfully disagree with all of you. So would I. So some people yeah. are saying diamonds because it has an empowering ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody said Rihanna will not sing Umbrella. You don't think <laughs> she'll do Umbrella? Okay. Wasn't there rumors that she doesn't want to sing that song anymore? Uh, no, uh, it was Ponder Replay. She oh, do Ponder Replay. Anymore, right. Which is uh, right. one of my favorites of hers. But, yeah. yeah. Somebody said Love on the Brain. Love on the Brain. Which I love that song, but I don't know if it has anything to do with... Like, it's not a beat enough. Can you imagine like all these like football fans eating their like slim jims and like beef jerky? And then she goes, Lift me up. <laughs> that's, that's gonna be, right. You could be like, what the hell's going on yeah, down there? She's just, gonna, she's just gonna choose like fast paced songs yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna really And that's resonate. why I think that there's gonna be people on the stage with her, although they're not saying anything about it, to help her take a little bit of a break. Cause that's that's a that's a lot of songs within a short period of time. And she may slow it down because everybody does, and then they right. speed it back up again. Right. So, again. I think maybe if she started with this, it would be nice because it kind of gives you chills. Yeah. Like, she could come out. She could, you know, be elevated and smoke and maybe all the things. Maybe so. Like, oh, well, now you're producing. Yeah, it's oh, a, lo- it's like a little, I don't know, it's a little low for the bearded crowd, in my opinion. But I like the song. It's still. less about them. <laughs> for Rihanna concert. The Weeknd first song was Starboy. Yeah, that was a great beginning, and I his like la- last song was one of his biggest, "Blinding Lights." I love that show. He did a great job. And then the big hip hop extravaganza of last uh, yeah. Super Bowl. First song was "Next Episode." Last song was still "Dre." It's the D- I mean, that was that was a classic, classic performance. They ended it great. Okay, we'll, think we'll about it. You got to hold the people in the stands, as Mr. Farina used to say. Keep them in the stands. Keep them in the stands. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's the wager? Pancakes. What, 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 no wager, just the fact that you own, you get to wear a sash that's. I've been trying to get pancakes everything. out of you for five years no, now. You're like, come gonna, on, man. What's no pancakes. pancakes? All right. No pancakes for you. All right. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Think fast, everybody. I need two groups of people to call right now. The number is 416 870 1045. And when you call us, let us know what group you're in. I need people under 30 years old. And I need people over 30 years old. Got to make that call right now for this social experiment I want to do, Marilyn. All right? 416-870-1045. They call I'm ready. I'm ready for this social experiment. This is a social experiment, and it involves the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay? (laughs) Um, I have a theory, and we're going to test out the theory right now. Okay. I've written down the theory. You'll all find out what it is. Let's get the first caller on the line, producer Simone. Good morning, caller. Oh, hi there. I'm over 30. Over 30. Over 30. Okay. Answer this question. Um, The Roman numeral V-I-I is what number? Hundred. No. That's not it. Okay. And you're over 30? Yes. Okay. We'll try another one. Next up is an over 30 or under 30? Can you hear us? Over 30. You're yeah, over 30? Over 30. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Roman numeral VII is what number? VII is 32. Ooh. Okay. Over 30. Let's see who's next. Could, hey, yep, you're, you're up. Uh, can you hear us? Yes, I can. I'm over, over 30. You're over 30. 
Yeah, yeah. over 30. Okay, I'll give you another one. <laughs> Roman numeral, try Roman numeral, just V. What number is that? Five. Yes. Over 30. <laughs> Thank you, over 30. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Hoping to get an under 30 to try this out. Uh, good morning. Over or under 30? Over. Over. Okay, we'll try you again. Roman numeral X is what number? It is... X. Don't look it up. Come on. You know it or not. You're looking it up. Come on, lady. I know what you're doing. X is X is 10. Yeah. X is 10. Pretty simple. So if you're over XXX, give us a call. <laughs> if you're under XXSX, give us okay. a call. So this is a... What's it with the experiment? Is well, the experiment about. I was trying to do yeah. was that there was a debate online that a, a lot of people under 30 didn't understand why the Super Bowl was called Super Bowl and, you know, the yeah. Roman numerals. 57. And they didn't realize yeah. that those numerals meant 57. Right, right. And I was wondering if anyone under 30 even knows Roman numerals anymore. Do now, they teach them in school anymore? Oh, I took, I took, let's see, I took Latin, so I had to learn them, you know? Yeah, when that's, I took that, Latin. That's like, like, that's like X, 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 X years ago. Yeah, when I took Latin, they taught us words. Yeah. Texts. Yeah. Tenses. Yeah. Conjugations. Yeah. All this stuff in Latin, so you had yeah. to learn. Roman you had to learn that because, as well. well, yeah, yeah, because a lot of things were stamped, time stamped at what you know, what time. What's so anyway? If you go to Catholic Mass, a lot okay. of the uh, the Bible verses and stuff, like on the board, is up there in uh, Roman numerals. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, well, so. we, Episcopalians not so much. We were do the regular stuff. Um, okay, so <clears throat> so you're right though, because I don't think it's taught, and yet at the end of the movie, it will say Roman numerals when this movie was made. Sometimes right. I freeze the frame and I go, I'm going to just guess what that is. You know, right? The, what year it was made. Even Bart Simpson had problems yeah. with Roman numerals in an episode of The Simpsons. Okay. Where have you seen Roman numerals before? I know. Rocky V. That was the fifth one. So, Rocky 5 plus Rocky 2 equals Rocky 7. Adrian's revenge! <laughs> um, Azalea. Uh-oh, she's sweating. I am sweating. Roman numeral I... X is what number? I X. 11. Wow. No. Oh, it's not? No, it's 9. You Why see, would it be 9? Because it's 1, one minus 10. ten. Oh. Okay, but I wasn't listening. So if you describe, <laughs> if you had explained that before, well, you that's, weren't listening. Yeah, I mean, that's what Ro we were talking about. But, that, but that's Roman numerals. <laughs> wow. You got to know that. Turn up. Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. Podcast. Get you Oh, this conversation again. Okay, we'll do it. Every year, uh, someone brings up the conversation about Super Bowl Sunday and how possibly the Monday after Super Bowl, the next day, should be a public holiday. Mm -hmm. Especially in the United States where the Super Bowl is like, you know, it, it the football is a pretty much the, the national pastime at this point. So the Super Bowl where everyone in school and everyone at work all Sunday is watching football to you know, the wee hours of the night. Should the next day have a day off? Is the workforce stressed out with having to come to work the next morning for after the Super Bowl? They don't show up anyway. Half of them don't show up. Yeah, that's the thing. And the should they? Is bad. So here's an idea out of Tennessee. The state of Tennessee is talking about possibly replacing the Columbus Day holiday, which is on uh, in October. I think October the 6th or the first week of October. Mm -hmm. And replacing that holiday, which has had long-standing controversy yes. over its uh, origins. Um, replacing that day with the Super Bowl day. Yeah.
and then you have Super Bowl Monday as a holiday, and then Columbus Day goes off. Well, we can move up our family day. We don't need it uh, when we have it. We can move it up by a week. Okay. Because it's on the twentieth. It's the it's the week after. Yeah, we can move that up. Sure. But the other thing is, I thought we've talked about this for years and years. Why not Super Bowl Saturday? No. You I. I don't like Super Bowl Saturday. Why? Because there's something about Sunday that has a family feeling to me. Saturday is like a wild card. Like it, anyone could be anywhere on a Saturday, but Sunday's the day that everyone is most likely at home getting ready for the next day. And to get everyone together on a Saturday, they're not going to work the next day, Jamar. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, that 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 has lots of holes in it. That with, with that one. Okay. That one. Like, you, you're you, getting you, ready to more... get to work the next day, getting to school the next day. That's not happening. You, you take you, you either get a day off, right? You take yeah. a day off. Yeah. Or you already have Sunday Here's off the other anyway. thing about Saturday. Tell me. Saturday doesn't have the same captive audience as a Sunday does. Like If, if it's Super Bowl, it does. Wow. You just do a little, you know, rearranging with the, with, the, with the programming. Listen, I think that no matter what, people do not come to work or they do maybe didn't put all their love and care into work on the Monday. So I'm thinking, well, why not? Like, it's a big deal. And if, if the Super Bowl is as powerful they are as the NFL, mm-hmm. they want to do something about it. They could. They could kind of, you know, power up a little bit and say, listen, if, if you know, if somehow they would make it so that you would be able to celebrate without having to feel guilty not going to work. Yeah, I feel I feel from a cultural standpoint I and mean, yeah. even from a broadcasting standpoint is like such a big, big task to change that day. I know. I don't see it happening But we keep soon. mentioning it. And Every no one seems year. to listen to what we are saying. Yeah. We even figured it out with the Columbus Day situation, well, with the Family Day situation. And by the way, NFL is huge in the United States, yes, and in Canada as well. So, I mean, look, at they're playing games over in Europe. They're trying to make it like a world International thing, thing yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm with you on this. Don't get me wrong. I am getting, with you on this. It's getting ever closer. It looks like Tennessee will make a, uh, a change. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 1045. What is it about a song that is able to make you feel something that you might not even be feeling at mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. but it just does it? It's something about music. It it is able to co- convey the human condition like nothing else. Wouldn't you agree? One hundred percent. I just told you the story about when I was what twelve. Okay. And tell Glad- tell them the story. The Gladys Knight and the Pips comes on the radio. Neither one of us wants to be the first to say goodbye. Okay, I'm 12. <laughs> These two people want to break up. I'm not even in a relationship. Yeah. But I got, oh, my God, what a song. This That must have been terrible for them. And, of course, I think it's her that she's really talking about in real life. But that it, it's just it's the song. It's the music. It's the lyrics. And the crazy thing about it is that when you lean into it, you might even start shedding some tears. Oh, yeah. You might even end up sobbing on your bed. Mm-hmm. And then you then the song ends. You're like, wait a second. I haven't broken up with anybody. No, I'm not in a relationship. This is not even applicable to my life right now. I'm not in a Why does this song make me feel that way? That's when the song is really good. That's right. And this is, I'll give you an example. You want to do mine first? Okay, so I'm listening to Chum. This is 1989. And this song comes on. I'm like, what? Go ahead. Baby, you're not- Seven, ready or not, come on, come on! Like I'll give, I go the, I will go the highest hill, cross the widest sea. Nothing can discourage me because I love you. Ready or not, I'm coming. <laughs> I, I don't even know if there's a song close to that vibe oh. right now. Like in terms of the feeling, oh. I don't know. 
Um, that's a, isn't that a great song? And of course, that's an incredible pro- song. Produced and written by, yeah, that's right. The baby. one and only. Baby face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Azalea, a song that puts you in the feels, even if you might not be feeling that way. All right, so this song is by Fantasia Barino, and this one I want to say it's because it gives you the feelings of, you know, you have that crush on somebody. Yes. And every time you see them, your heart flutters a little bit. Here's the song. The build-up. It's going to start right here. Okay. So basically, it's going to start right now. But... It just like I haven't had the feeling of a big crush in a really long time. Right. And this song kind of talks about that. Yeah. Oh. When, when I <laughs> right see. Right when it was about to start, somebody cut it. The title's so, When I See You. It's When you. I See You. So it starts and she says, I put your picture on my mirror. Um, when I see you, like cross the street, I go the other way. Start to stutter <laughs> when I speak. Um, my my knees go weak. What's wow. happening to me? Okay. Um, and basically, it's just wow, all the these emo- yeah, yeah, I sing this song because I go to this party called that Slow Jam Party that yeah. my friends curated. Yeah. And when this song comes on, you are like screaming it at the top <laughs> of your lungs. But I was like, I haven't felt that weak in the knees type of okay feeling. Let me play you a song that you may have forgotten from 2001. Um, but these guys were able to capture. The, the feeling of breaking up with somebody in, in in just such a way. And I didn't expect it from them. But when this song came out, I was like... Were you in a relationship? No, I wasn't even in a okay. relationship. I was in a relationship <laughs> with my car. Yeah, like, I was yeah, like, that's yeah. all I loved at that point. Right, right. But I was like, in sync. <laughs> How do you make me feel this way? Play it. baby, Baby, girl, Like, so. what are you guys doing to me right now? And then now? the part where they when they go into that, I don't want to say the falsetto, but where they say, "What would I do if I can?" <laughs> that, that middle part. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that song really resonated with you guys. Turn up, Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Okay, let's talk about. Doesn't have a buildup. Let's okay. talk about real tier jerkers. No. The real songs that pull at the. The fake heartstrings because you might not even be in a relationship. You might not even be Being in a, break a breakup. Up, yeah. But the song still makes you feel something. What are those songs? What are people texting in, Azalea? We have How Do I Live by Leanne Rhymes. Oh, oh, yeah. Right? Uh, How do I live? Do you guys remember when that came out? Every, <laughs> that song was everywhere when it came out. It was a heartbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. End of How the road. Right? From the first thing. Oh, yeah. we're, we're killing people right now really? by us singing. <laughs> we want to be in our fields. Yeah. All right. End of the road. Yeah, of course. Good one. Boys of to course, men. Of course. Always. Uh, waiting to exhale. Oh, yeah. I guess the whole the whole movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah that sure. movie was fantastic. I love that movie. Somebody said Celine Dion's I Drive All Night makes them cry because her boyfriend and her are doing long distance relationship right now. Yeah, we're getting good tags. Not going to cry. Mary J. Blige, always. Oh, that's a good one. That's man, that my song, uh, breakup song. That song makes you, like, stomp on the floor as you say, I'm right. not going right. to cry. I'm, and uh, I had said that that song is, like, you, you realize how bad your relationship is not <laughs> compared <laughs> to that Mary song. True. <laughs> yeah. Coldplay coming in heavy with this song. Everyone's saying this one is a real, real feels-loaded song. Take a listen. <laughs> 
fix you by Coldplay. Uh, yeah, Coldplay knows how to uh, really uh, bring some emotion to the situation. Lush sound too. I love yeah. It. Yeah. Um, everybody remember Sinead O'Connor? Oh. Yeah. Uh, take, I remember the video too. Yeah. Well, take a listen to the song and tell me it doesn't plug at your heartstrings. Listen. Nothing You know, we all know this. It's a song written by Prince, and I'm telling you, the way it starts out, it's been something, I don't can't remember what the lyrics are, but geez, it just got you from the very beginning. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Speaking of the heart, this one speaks to the heart. Being completely eclipsed. A total eclipse, really. She is angry. Anybody sing that hard anymore? Oh, yeah, Adele. Uh, Adele does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go easy on us, Adele. That one's coming in heavy on tax as well. Um, of course, how could we forget the queen? Uh, the queen of love, at, that is. Take a listen. On that note, I will say when she's saying it's all, what's it? It's all right. Uh, what, what, it's oh, all it's right. a, it's all right. It's not right, but it's okay. That was a good one. That was a good one. I wasn't even in a relationship. I went okay. I don't need you anyway. Right. No. I would say half of the audience when I will always know if it comes on, the you that they're singing to. There is no you. Like who is the you? But you sing yeah. it hard yeah, as hell yeah, anyway, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. <sighs> yeah. Those feels. That was like Casey and JoJo all my life. Oh yeah, that's a good one. No Air, Jordan Sparks. How did you get here, Deborah Cox? Ooh, No Air was a great one. No, no Air was, was really That was good. Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown, right? Yeah. 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 Mm. We're getting great tags. I know. We're going to make a heartbreak uh, A heartbreak playlist? playlist? <laughs> we'll make you a playlist for tape. Valentine's Day. We'll make it tape and send it to you. <laughs> yes. So you can play it, too. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. Let me tell you what's in your bed. And why you probably should stop doing what you do all the time, which is make the bed the minute you get out of the bed. Yes. Them dust mites. Now, you're not sleeping alone. Uh, you're never sleeping alone. A lot of people criticize those that don't make the bed immediately for saying, like, hey, you're not living your best life. You're not living as neat and as tidy as you could be. But according to new research, you should actually make your bed maybe a couple hours after you get up. Yeah, one to two hours after. Yeah. Because when you sweat while you sleep, it provides so much moisture in the sheets of the bed that it, it allows the dust mites to, to feed. They can't breathe if you don't. Right. They love the moisture. So allow your bed to air out one to two hours afterwards. That's a good idea. Why not? Remember my grandmother, when we would go visit her, she would say, okay, we're going to make the beds after breakfast. Make so, the beds after breakfast. She said, okay. so, and so all the blinds would go up, and if it was really nice outside, the windows would go up. She'd come in and do it. We'd go have breakfast. We'd come back, and we would make our bed. And that's part of what they're saying is, like, if the sun is shining, open up the you know shutters. If it's nice outside, open up the windows. I'm like, my grandmother did that. Like, I can't believe this article. I'm like, this is amazing. There it is. That's why she did it. When all was, right. When I was finally liberated from the bondage <laughs> of my parents' house, yes. I never made the bed. 
I just left the sheets like on the on the office chair, like yeah. on the ceiling fan. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yes, finally. And then once I started courting female attention, yes, I had to get back to it. Tidy it up. <laughs> so <laughs> then the other question is, everybody, and this is we. This comes out at least once a year. Yeah, we're talking about the survey about men in Britain, how often they wash their bed sheets. Oh yeah, that's not was, a good. That was, that was a, a disgusting. That's study. a disgusting stat. Let's not make people feel ill. But what what you, you should do? Washing your bedding once a week. Every two weeks at the most. Yep. You need to do that. You need to do that. You hear that, Simone? Every two weeks. Thank you. <laughs> we gotta we gotta hold the line for the men out there. We're gonna set the standard. We have to set the standard because they think we're disgusting. And we're not. We are we're nice and neat and tidy. And we, we try to keep things as clean as possible. Okay. So about one to two hours after you get out of bed, and then you make the bed and wash those sheets at least once a week. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shem 1045. Another one. No, uh, not a DJ Khaled hit song. Uh, another time traveler. Um, this person on TikTok says they have returned from the year 2858. Anybody want to hear what happens in the future? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this time traveler, TikTok traveler, time traveler from 2858 has come back and said that this year, 2023, will be a significant year in achievements, especially in uh, Area 51. You know, the the secret installation over in Nevada. Yeah. They said at Area 51, uh, they will complete the cloning of a centaur. Now, if we remember from our Greco-Roman myths and history, the centaur is the half-human, half-horse being. They're saying this time traveler says that Era 51, they're working on it, and it will be uh, completed this year. Anybody interested in seeing this hybrid of a being? Or any, anyone believe this? Didn't Hercules have a friend on the animated show that was the centaur? Yes, he did. Very Herc. good call. Herc! Herc! There's one Remember? in Harry Potter, too. There's yeah. a centaur there? Ah. That took away. Anyway. So ba- basically. I will get <laughs> anyway. So basically, that's a mashup. It's a mashup. It's a mammal mashup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they're nice. I think centaurs are nice beings. Like, I don't think they're How evil, so, so, Azalea? <laughs> how so? Tell are us they, I think that I think they have uh, good intentions. Simone, <laughs> Do you know? I think they have good intentions. They have good intentions. So, <laughs> At least in Harry Potter, they had good intentions. Okay. In Hercules. Thank you. What were, so their, in- what were their intentions? Well... <laughs> Good. Protect Harry Potter. Okay, right. so it just I'm just uh, just uh, uh, you know, for everyone, it's Greek mythology. The upper body of is a human, uh-huh. and in, it, the way that they draw them, they look really good. They're like you know, six pack, and the lower body uh, is uh, and uh, the horse, right? Horse, right. Mm-hmm. So basically, be careful because you know when you're doing doing a dating app, they're just showing you the face. Oh, they true. don't know the rest of the body. Right. Be careful true. of that. Right. You don't know what ask, ranch he lives on. for the lower half. Right. <laughs> Noted. From Yellowstone, or where is it from? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, um, this time traveler from 2858 also says uh, other things will happen this year. For example, on March 30th, um, just not too far from now, a, a plane is actually going to go through a wormhole. And a wormhole is like a little spot in space that bridges one part of the universe to another. Mm-hmm. Like a little time traveling. And then I guess it comes back because we know about that? I don't. Uh, know. Yeah, uh, man, who knows yeah. if it comes back? I'm putting this on my calendar. Okay, that, that's going to be okay. March 30th. Okay, what else down. is happening? April 23rd. April 23rd. All right. Um, a meteor shower is going to bring alien life to Earth. 
Finally. I've been waiting for this forever. So you can mark and calendar for eight, uh, April 23rd. That's a Thursday. I hope it doesn't come until after my dentist appointment. Okay. All yes. Right. April showers bring alien flowers. <laughs> meteor flowers. Um, <sighs> moon turning pink on May 13th. Our moon will turn pink on May 13th. Really? Yeah. That's uh, the last prediction. From okay. Person. All right. So we've got a centaur. We've got a alien meteor shower and a pink moon. That's what we have to look eh, forward to. I'm not scared of you. Bring it on. Bring it. We, we went through COVID. Still going through it. <laughs> right. All this stuff sounds easy. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. Chum 104.5. Podcast.